Hello, 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 and welcome to Engage Your Tribe, the podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest today is me. I'm flying solo this time, folks. What I want to talk about is what the Beatles can teach us about audience engagement. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I am a huge Beatles fan. I always have been from the time I was a little kid, and I'm sure I always will be. And of course, it's mainly about the music, but I'm just as captivated by the effect that the Beatles had on their audience. At the height of Beatlemania in the mid-1960s, Tens of thousands of fans would wait hours at the airport just to catch a glimpse of John, Paul, George, and Ringo stepping off a plane. And the audiences at Beatles concerts were so loud and frenzied that they couldn't even hear the music. Not a single note. In other words, the Beatles were probably the all-time champions of audience engagement. So what exactly made the Beatles so engaging? Well, there were a lot of things. Now, again, of course, it was first and foremost their awesome music, but it was also their look, their wit, their album covers, just their entire aura. The list goes on and on. Now, you and I may never be able to achieve Beatles-level engagement with our audiences, or at least I don't think I'll ever be able to quite rise to that level. I'll just speak for myself. But we can learn from the Beatles about how to maximize engagement. So, without further ado, number one, be original. The Beatles weren't just talented musicians and songwriters. They were also daring musical innovators. And it was their creative wordplay, the unforgettable melodies, the innovative harmonies, and just their overall performance that made Beatles songs instantly recognizable as Beatles songs. In other words, Beatles music didn't just blend in and sort of sound like most of the music being made at the time by other rock bands. It really stood out, and because it was unique, it got people's attention. And the lesson is that you can and you should try to make your messaging and communication unique. Don't just send out rehashed versions of the same old stuff you've been sending out for years. Be creative and try connecting through a new channel and experiment with different tones and styles and types of messaging. Because I think it's true that most people, including your audience, like things that are new and that they haven't already seen or heard before a million times. So give your audience something new. Number two, be awesome. Simply put, the Beatles succeeded because they were really, really, really good at what they did. In fact, they were the absolute best. But it wasn't by accident. Now, sure, John and Paul especially had incredible God-given talent, and George and Ringo were talented too, just not quite on the same level. The point is, the Beatles were also incredibly hard workers. They honed their craft in their early days, before they got famous, by performing up to eight hours a day, every day, in rock and roll clubs in Hamburg, Germany. And it was that combination of drive, dedication, practice, and talent that ultimately made them unstoppable. And so the lesson for business communicators is that you need to put in the work and hone your craft. Don't settle for being pretty good or even very good. Strive to be the absolute best. And, of course, understand that getting to be the best requires constant practice 
and performance and never resting on past accomplishments. Number three, keep it fresh. A big part of what made the Beatles so interesting and engaging right up to the present day was how they grew and evolved from album to album. At the height of their fame in the mid-60s, the Beatles could have coasted and kept pumping out the same kinds of songs and the same old stuff, but instead they pushed themselves to keep innovating. And that's why no two Beatles albums sound the same. In fact, no two Beatles songs really even sound the same. Every song and every album has its own unique tone and vibe. So strive to keep your communications fresh by treating each memo or webinar or white paper or podcast or whatever as a unique standalone piece of content that looks and feels and says something at least a little different than what came before. Push yourself and your team to keep innovating. Number four, know your audience. One often overlooked element of the Beatles' success was that they had a really deep understanding of what their fans wanted and what mattered to them. Now, by the early 1960s, World War II was a good 15 years in the rearview mirror, and young people especially were ready for something new and fresh. They were full of optimism about the future. And the Beatles, having grown up in Liverpool in the 1950s, they knew it. They lived it and they felt it. And so their music really embodied the sense of joy and newness that was in the air everywhere. And that sense really connected with their young fans in a way that was truly deep and lasting. For marketers and internal communicators, I think the lesson is obvious. The better you know and understand your audience, the better able you'll be to craft content that engages them in a deep and lasting way. And getting to know your audience means meeting and talking with them on social media and, when possible, in person, post-COVID, of course. Again, the better you comprehend what motivates and drives your audience, the better equipped you're going to be to engage them in ways that are authentic and personal. And finally, number five, have fun. If you watch any footage of the Beatles' early performances, one thing that you'll notice immediately is that these guys were having a whole lot of fun up there on stage. I mean, who wouldn't have a blast playing raucous music in front of adoring fans, all the while earning tons of money and becoming super famous? By the way, eventually the Beatles' fame became overbearing to the point that performing was no longer fun, which is why they quit touring. But that's a whole other story for another episode. The point is, the fun the Beatles were having permeated their music, which was just filled to the brim with an infectious, joyous energy. If you can harness even just a little bit of that sort of creative fun energy and inject it into your communications, you'll see your audience engagement spike through the roof because, simply put, people like to have fun and to be entertained. Now, there's so much more that we can learn from the Beatles about audience engagement. In fact, I'm already planning a, a, a follow-up uh, podcast episode about it. But for now, the overall main takeaway is that engaging an audience doesn't happen by accident. And it doesn't happen overnight. Achieving anything close to Beatles-level engagement requires careful planning, a ton of hard work, a dedication to excellence and innovation, and never feeling satisfied. 
So I hope you learned something from this episode. Uh, and at the very least, I hope it inspires you to uh, check out some Beatles music if you haven't listened to the Beatles in a while. I can guarantee that, uh, that you'll have fun doing it. So, all right, that's it for this episode. See you next time. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.